live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! to go pee. Okay. <sighs> oh, gross. We need to get Stinky one of these baby potties. Or at least one of those tin things you, you keep in the, in your trunk when you're 60 years old. Go ahead, Stink. Take it away. Hey, Summer Stink. I'm ready to s- summer my stink up. Yeah, I know. I see your freaking SOS posters all over the house. Stinky, I gotta just tell you before we even get into this. Come on, I gotta get the show started. I know, but what? How, why'd you have your other leg airbrushed out of this Summer of Stink poster? Welcome to the Summer of Stink. I am your host, Stinky the Game Master, and this is my show. Everybody loves the characters, and they hate them, and that's why it's character-driven. Ha, 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 ha. Everybody. <laughs> Sitting here with me, as you probably heard, is Chris. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, if you want to know about famous people, I mean, yeah, Wiggly might have done voiceovers in video games, and Kyle might have told Billy Mitchell that he wanted to motorboat his wife's boobs, but Chris <laughs> is probably the most knowledgeable geek on here. He even has one of those furry names on the Twitter. I, I think I met you in Second Life. Don't tell him about the small animals, though. Were you Barbara Bush? That's a double entendre, I think. What? No, tell us, everybody, tell uh, tell everybody your uh, things. Well, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitch. I am on Twitter a lot as well. Basically, if you see Nagobun around and it's not surrounded by a bunch of Japanese writing, that's probably me. Nikobun? Yep. With okay. me. Oh, Nekobun. Yes. Nekobun. If you want to get technical, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm technical. That's me. Technical stinky, they call me. Also on the uh, in the studio with me is uh, Wiggly. On the other Skype pipe phones is Kyle Von Cubix. Fuck you, stinky. <sighs> okay, welcome to the summer stink. In this uh, four-week adventure, I pick your video games. We do a one arcade game a week, and we pick a buck out of a hat. And, uh, no, stink. That's pick it a buck. <laughs> this is Arcade Weekly. Okay, in the booth is Don Fennin. 
It's great to have Don Fennan in the booth. He's blowing into the controls. <laughs> but, you know, he, he lost his job at the Bleachery. I think I explained this on a Wiggly's Book Club. Hey, how about that string of Wiggly's Book Clubs that was nothing but video games? Lots of video games, uh, kind of. Yeah, it felt good. It's going back in time. It felt good. It felt good. Feels good. It makes me feel good. All right, stop saying feel good. It's feel good. Feel good. Feel me. Uh, <laughs> today we're going to go back to one of my favorite games. Now, I didn't play this, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I have to play and you didn't yeah. play. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is a really great game because it involves all of the I, I Be Back uh, Terminator 2, <laughs> big Terminator series, Time Traveler. Time killers stink. Yeah. 1992, Time Killers. Not to be confused with Time Killer, which is a porn search engine. Be careful, kids, when you Google this. Okay. (laughs) Chris loves my jokes. Totally. They're amazing. So good that I can't laugh. It's just, it's transcendent. He's too high class. He's too good for this show. Why are you you on here? You can't hear me golf clapping on on the cast. Why are you here, Chris? <laughs> Why did you stoop to this? Because I can't be stopped. And, and time killers is very important to my childhood. It is. Did you did you have it for the Genesis? I did not have a Genesis at the time. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Sinky, <laughs> we, we've been doing a show for the past six minutes. You haven't said shit. Okay, let's do the show. Uh, people expect a professional show, and that's what they're going to get. They're going to get what they paid for. <laughs> Zero dollars all the time. Here comes the Time Killers 1992. Now, this is a game by Intelligent Design, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. In- incredible Technologies. Incre- and I'll tell you what, this is incredible. It's- yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely can't credit it. Who else? Who released this? Marty Feldman? Strata. Oh, yeah, Strata. And I wanted a bag on this game for being, like, super European. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. It was made in... Uh, the United States mm-hmm. and incredible technologies is probably best known for the golden tea uh, yeah. arcade game that they put out. Yeah. Oh. They survived. I don't know if strata did. Yeah. I, I, we can only hope it did not. I believe they flitted off into the ether as per their name. That's pretty good. Why don't you go into the making mechanics stink so we could get on to talk about your f- fantastic pick that you've never played. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. Uh, the movie Terminator. Now, Stink, this is a fighting game. So, it's a fighting game where you chop people's arms off and you have weapons and you jump yeah, at each other. It's one-on-one. based fighter. Yeah. You try to think of that and then go through your huge repertoire of video games that you also probably never played. Okay. I'll start with one that I forgot to write down the date for. <laughs> uh, hold on. Trojan? Oh, no. Okay. Well, it's one of Wiggly's old standbys, so he'll be able to tell tell us what year it came out. I know it was by Taito, and we've we've talked to, to, to Taito's. I believe it was 1986. <laughs> I didn't tell you the name of the game yet. Ah. <laughs> it's one of Wiggly's old standbys. Hey, guys. Hey. Did you hear about the happy Trojan? He was Gladiator. Yeah. 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 Uh, I see what you did there. Gladiator. What year was that, Wig? 
1986, and you're right, it's by Taito. Why would you pick that? <laughs> because you go through and you, you, you have a sword, and your sword takes damage, and your shield gets knocked off, and then you eventually have all your clothes knocked off. <laughs> it's more of a haymaker because you're walking through things, and the reason I love it is because the joints, the joints on this guy in 1986 are amazing. You're pretty huge characters, but your robotic walk is just amazing for something set in this time period. I definitely suggest you play it because when you go against the female gladiators, I guess gladiate hymns, they go down to their bras. Yeah, uh, Street Fighter 2, that came out in 1991. I don't know who made that. <laughs> Street Fighter? Stinky, how are you a game master? <laughs> Listen, I fell through the roof. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Still not recovered from that. $6,000 later, I'm not either. My pocketbook surely isn't. Mortal Kombat came out in 1992. I, I say this one because I don't know how this game plays, but someone tells me it's like that. Best version of Mortal Kombat, of course, released for the Game Boy. Because on, Absolutely. Because on there, you could pretend that the gray sweat is actually blood. Right. Time Killers came out in 1992. I don't know anything about that game. That's the game we're going to fucking talk about. <laughs> okay. Mortal Kombat 2 came out in 1993. Huge improvement over the original Mortal Kombat. And that's only one year after Time Killers, which was pretty hard to beat, I'm assuming. And then, of course, Mortal Kombat 3 came out in 1995. And I think this would give us a more fleshed out backstory, even though we all had the movie. Uh, I think this gives us a, a better backstory and also a nicer roster, which is more akin to the diversity to modern fighting games. Yes, it actually gave us Stryker, the policeman who is the most integral member of the entire cast. Now, what's Cracko in that one? Cracko? No, I believe he was in Kirby. <laughs> was he? <I> thought, <laughs> the spiky guy? Uh, I thought I thought Cracko was in... <sighs> Uh, 1988 snark so 1980 so that came out before time killers 1988 snark yeah. and that's where you blew people to bits yeah, it was pretty violent and bloody yeah and i predates <laughs> mortal kombat as well it was fantastic mm -hmm. to play this at the acme the acme had like an arcade and you go in there like at midnight because they were open all night and you just be like two people there playing narc <laughs> trying to get to the end blowing people up and just laughing and not yeah. my favorite eugene jarvis game I love that game. Yeah, no, I don't know. All right, World Heroes 2, 1992. That same year, Time Killers, World Heroes. Who cares? And now we're going to go in the future. Let's take a trip to the future of video gaming. Way of the Warrior. That's the future of video <laughs> games. For the 3DO. Uh, of course, the best move in there. Shooting fireballs out your kilted dick. And then some of your other favorite games, Wiggly. Oh, Kasumi Ninja came out in 94. And then your poopality game, Ultra Vortex for the Atari Jaguar. You know, the Atari Jaguar, of, I, of course, joke about the fact that it was a 64-bit system with 32 developers. Do the math. Uh, <laughs> doing all the games. Although I did say that wrong. I said that they had 128 last time. I was wrong. I meant that they have half the number of developers per bit. But they did have original games. They had an original pinball game. Of course, they had Tempest 2000, which would later come out in some systems. But never as good because the limitations on the Jaguar 
made it better than the real fancy polygon effects that took place on the uh, PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, whatever that came out for. And Ultra Vortex and, and uh, Kasumi Ninja only ever came out for that. Um, it's, it's not a surprise that it only came out for that. And, of course, the greatest fighting game on there, which made me want to blow my brains out, which was going to blow away Virtua Fighter and everything else, which was uh, Better Off Dead. What was it called? Shit. Yeah, Better Off Dead with John Cusack. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, that's what it was. Uh, America's Sweetheart, John Cusack. <sighs> Fight for Life. That's what it was. Uh. Holy Christ. What a piece of shit. Look up a video of that kid. It's, I paid $70 for that. Ugh. It was like the most expensive Jaguar game, and I got it home and I cried. Thrill Kill came out in 1998. Uh, it was unreleased by Electronic Arts uh, for the PlayStation. However, uh, the disc image floating around out there, and, uh, most people got to play it anyway. I got to play it. And I don't know, just because you're a dismember, a baby that's walking around on stilts, that's no reason to cancel a game. <laughs> Spider Nurse or something. Well, it's hard to remember that. You know, Kyle, you're allowed to shoot children in the face with the Foxies. Anyway, you know, Kyle, you always talk about that you think uh, retro is going to go from pixels to people doing uh, shitty polygon games that like, like the <laughs> yeah. PS1. You know, they never left. It was called the iPad, <laughs> and it was called the Wii. Yes. But they were released as new games, not supposed to look shitty. That's true. You're, you're right. I always yeah, say, it never ends. I agree with you, Stinky. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I actually agree with you. <laughs> And those are the games that fucking annoy the shit out of me. It's quick and easy to make polygon games. So, mm-hmm. and for the limitations of those hardware. And I've always said the iPad One and the Wii were the same power, you know, same <laughs> same power processors and everything. Because yeah. if you played the iPad version of a game and you played the Wii version of the same game, it was the same game. Yeah, for the most part, same fucking game. Except you weren't waving a magic wand around. Yeah, well, Magic Wand is basically a thumb. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Never thought of that. World yeah. Heroes came out in 1992. <laughs> you, already did, all right, you already did that. I have a couple games, Stinky, that I'd like to throw into the mix for the making mechanics. Hey, do whatever you feel. All right. It's not going to make any difference. I'm so glad you're our leader with such apathy. Uh, Samurai Showdown 1993. I picked this game because of the weapon-based combat. And then also Bushido Blade 1997. Oh, you love Uh, that one. A lot of people don't like this game. I really enjoyed Bushido Blade and Bushido Blade 2. I love Bushido Blade. Yeah! I'm in good company then. Uh, Because of the instant kills in Time Killers, Yeah, definitely hit that Bushido Blade note for me. However... Um, However, the ones in Bushido Blade are actually possible to pull off. Right, possible to pull (laughs) off. There's a certain amount of uh, finesse, uh, technique, and style in Bushido Blade, which is completely (laughs) lost in Time Killers. Hey, listen, I had no problem pulling off all the special moves in Time Killers. You just have to bring a book with you in order to slam down on the buttons when you want to do your special. (laughs) Pretty much. I, I was torn while playing this game because I was saying to myself, Kyle, which would you rather be playing right now, Time Killers or mutant fighters. <laughs> and I couldn't bring myself to choose either. You know why I always didn't want to play Time Killers? Uh, I think I would play this again. I know, I'm jumping way ahead. <laughs> of course and, you would. <laughs> the only stupid one enough to do it. There, I'll tell you what the giant drawbacks are in my mind. However, I always get confused with Warlords. And that game is complete shit as well. 
Mm. Did you own that for the N64? I did not. Okay. Yeah, it's a shitty game. I'm familiar with it. I don't have it, but I've definitely played it, and it, I wish I hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it tried to do the polygonal, it's as successful as the early runs at polygonal Mortal Kombat's, let's put it that way, or Castlevania's, except a lot worse. Mm, yeah. Two things interesting you mentioned. I would compare it to Samurai Showdown, but I would compare Samurai Showdown more to the first Mortal Kombat, because there you also shot steam out of your body. <laughs> and... Uh, to Bushido Blade, I, I have to once again remind everybody that I had two PlayStation 1s, two televisions, the uh, link yes. cable, and, oh, yes. and the controller, and then you could each have first-person perspectives when you're playing that game. And that made the game so much more fucking uh, rad. It, yeah. did, they, uh, did they have the first person in the first one? I know it was in the second, second one. one I think. Oh, I yeah, you know, you're, yeah, you're right. I forgot that there were two. Yeah. Yeah, you dumbass. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, I could have told he's on, on edge. Yeah, when we played Motor Racer 2, that's the one I liked the most. Yeah, remember that? It was like Mario Kart, but it was polygonal, and you could be like a choo-choo train. You could be all these different types of really neat cars, and that had first-person perspective. There were a bunch of others, I think. Like I, I remember playing Red Alert with uh, friends with two televisions and two PlayStations as well, which oh, really? is probably the worst way to play that game. <laughs> I don't know why you would play Red Alert that way. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like uh, at least one of the wipeouts might have had a yeah. system like as yeah. well. But And I was a big fan of those. Oh, absolutely. I have all of them. All right. It's not your time to talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Uh, we need to, to do Chris, the realm of... why are you subjecting yourself to this? <laughs> we need to do the realm of gaming history. But since I have no idea what the fuck this game's like, then, uh, <laughs> Kyle, you have uh, what was released around... What, what year is this? 1992. He doesn't even know the year. <laughs> I know everything that came out in 92, but I'll let you do it to feel important. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 1992, we saw the release of uh, Mortal Kombat, as we discussed. We also saw the release of Super Mario Kart, Wolfenstein 3D, Night Trap. <laughs> well, there you go. That's on <laughs> level. A legendary <laughs> classic. The entire cast of Night Trap were the same people that were the Lugu men, the people in the, in the mass. You know, they played uh, double roles. <laughs> uh, we also saw the release of, I would say, two of the best Game Boy games for the original Game Boy, Kirby's Dream Land oh. and Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. Holy shit, you love that game. I do. And That's then, great. of course, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite LucasArts point-and-click adventure games, and Flashback, which I believe was also called Another World or Out of yeah. This World. Yeah, Out of This World, yeah. I think the second one might have been called. Who cares? That was uh, kind of the start of the CD systems on the console front. We saw the CDI, the Sega CD, and the Turbo <laughs> Duo all in 1992. And the Turbo Duo was a fantastic system. When it came to America, if they, and I always say this because I'm a big TG16 man, when that came to the States, if they just would have put in that super graphics chip, because Japan wouldn't have minded if they had to buy another Turbo Duo. They ate that shit up. This is a time sort of when the Super Nintendo was starting to outsell the uh, Turbo Graphic systems. Turbo Graphic systems beat out the NES in Japan. A lot of people don't realize that. The original TG16 and the Super Nintendo took a while to take hold over there. Uh, whereas in here, no one knows what the TG16 was except people that bought it for fifty dollars at the end of its lifespan and and bought that uh, ball shooting game. 
Those Wait, are... don't forget about the Tandy video information system from Memrex. I did forget about that. Everyone did. <laughs> Tandy forgot about it in 1992. <laughs> that hit the shelves marked down. 75% off. <laughs> well, let's talk about Time Killers. I first played this game on a Genesis, and I can't even recall seeing it in the arcade. Whenever I talk about the Genesis, I usually i am talking about my friend's Genesis, because he owned the Genesis, and I'm pretty sure that he owned every game for it as it came out. And I was, of course, a TG-16 man, and I kept up with every game release. And at that time, that was possible. Uh, If you owned an NES, well, then you were shit out of luck because you had shovelware starting back on the NES. But the TG-16 and the Genesis tried to bring out stronger games. I mean, later they would be be infiltrated by Poopy. And then later I bought the Super Nintendo on its release because I was a Nintendo rep for a little while there. I had to push the new thing coming out. Brand new CD add-on for the Super Nintendo being worked on by both Philips and Sony, which worked out very worked yeah, out great for both companies. And it's funny because the Philips CDI, it came out uh, this year as well. Well, I don't think they started working with Nintendo for a while. And, of course, it was going to be called the PlayStation. And uh, we saw how that killed the Super Nintendo and everything else and dominate the market until uh, probably until the Xbox, I think. Definitely the GameCube did not kill the PlayStation. No. But although it was yeah. so sweet. Isn't it such a sweet system? You know, although it didn't have the power of the Xbox, it's just so pretty. Of my retro consoles, it's probably the one I go back to the most when I'm having people over. Plus, the the handle was the greatest addition. Just take it to your friends. <laughs> yeah. you know, or, or club people with it if it comes to that. <laughs> Believe it or not, I probably could sell this for about $500. It's just a stupid backpack for your Nintendo GameCube. And your GameCube fits in the backpack and then the controllers and, you know, 500 of the mini CDs that could probably fit in Yeah. There. I almost bought one of those. A fucking bandolier of mini CDs. <laughs> I have a tiny screen that actually oh, uh, yeah. jacks off the power and it folds down on top of it. It's glorious. I own that too, but I just couldn't take the RGB that leaks through the sides. Uh, I was yeah. such a stickler for that. Yeah, we played, what was it, Brawl? Which one was on? A me- me- Melee, right? Was on yeah. the game? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. I have memories of being in college in the student activity center, playing a GameCube, playing uh, Super Smash Brothers with that little screen. Somebody would bring it in every day. That's what just- I would do at my uh, friend's residence house. Like I would just hang out there for days at a time, and I'd be playing Smash or... I think I unlocked everything in Mario Kart Double Dash over the course of two days. Yeah, I I, I didn't go to a lot of classes because of that. (laughs) I kept my friends out of several as well. I wasn't even going to their college. I was just hanging out. Kids, stay in school. Don't be like Stinky. No. Or us. (laughs) Well, he had to join the military, you know? He joined the military when he was eight. He always had that face. Hey, I'm in the room. You guys talk. Okay, the only things that I remember about the Genesis version of Time Killers was the Viking was the only interesting character to me. I remember that the game had blood as opposed to the Mortal Kombat, which I don't remember when it was released. I think Time Killers was released for the Genesis later than Mortal Kombat. I believe it was delayed, actually, a couple times. Right, and that's why I think it came out later. And the final memory I have of Time Killers was that it was like trying to push a wheelbarrow full of bricks up Mount Everest. And if you look at my left (laughs) thumb, it still has a giant dent from the D-pad where I was trying to just jump diagonally. Oh, Yeah, I couldn't get jumps diagonally working in that either, but some of the kicks and stuff would at least move you through the air, not straight up. I would later play this game. I 
I would later, I'm giving, a, I'm giving a dissertation at a college. I would later play this game. <laughs> Chris, let's go play Smash Brothers somewhere else. Yeah. I'll bring my file that's got about 600 games on it. Well, I got to tell you, I had in the middle of this, I don't know why, I had to go watch Rick K in the All Nighters. Yeah, you know, if you, it was one of the early video memes. If you look up uh, "out of place drummer" on Google, yes, or, uh, I know who that is. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, the drummer is just crazy. And you got to watch that first one where they're doing the um, ZZ Top cover because yeah. then you can go into the other ones and the more fancy things. But you just have to see. I think they call it the drummers at the wrong gig or something like that. Yeah. But I just look up "out of place drummer," so I had to watch. That. When I played this on MAME, I didn't think very much of it. I moved on pretty quickly because I think the difficulty was pretty bad. And I, the yeah. art, I didn't care for the art style of the characters. But I got to tell you, I'll go on record as saying when I returned to this, I was actually admiring the design a bit. Because I remember Street Fighter 2 when I would go into 7-Eleven. It was the first place I ever played that. I remember Street Fighter 2. I was very impressed with the background parallax. And I remember being particularly impressed with the elephants in the Dalzine Palace stage, how they parallaxed around a bit. Yeah. And when I watched Time Killers, I actually thought it had some very well-composed backgrounds with rich color choices in the background, some animation, but a striking amount of uh, parallax depth. I agree with you with um, the caveman thug. His stage with has a dead head? dinosaur in the background, and the dinosaur is split into three different planes. Yeah. So when you move back and forth, yeah. there's a, there's this parallax happening to give this depth of field, which is very impressive. But let me remind you that the game Excalibur also had very detailed backgrounds and was also a bag of shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's not get excalibur away here, because that's a big part of this game. But the character renderings, I was never crazy about, and I'm still no, not crazy about. No, they are very no, ugly. They're hot trash. Yes. Yes, they are. Well, on top of the backgrounds, yeah. there were little stuff in the foregrounds on a lot of stages, too. I, right. We, if uh, anybody who got to the end, you saw that one little demon on the left side in hell yeah. on the last level. Yeah, you saw him a lot of him. It wasn't oh, that dude. Spoilers, weird. man. Spoilers. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Because <laughs> to- nobody is going to play it to get to it. You fight a Thundercat at the end of this game. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like the worst Thundercat. It's like if a Thundercat, if Lino and Mumra had some very <laughs> yeah. strange child with a very bad fashion sense. <laughs> His scythe was cool. I never thought of Death looking like that. No, <laughs> the oh, Grim you don't Reaper. Think Death looks like a uh, Thundercat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's biblical. I I love that he had the skeleton hands when he has the cloak, but as soon as that fades away, he's made of meat. But he is like mummering the fact that he's already a cool-looking guy, and then he just transforms into, well, no, he doesn't transform into a cool-looking guy. (laughs) He should just stay with the traditional uh, Grim Reaper. Given the other characters, I don't know if I would have wanted to see that cloak animated or attempted to animate. (laughs) And the cloak will be CG. I will say that. I always go back to that announcement by McFarlane (laughs) at uh, one of the Comic Cons that he had to make it a point that Spawn's cape would be rendered with computer graphics. The chains, however, completely practical effects. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. I know they came out with an animated series after that around the same time. Yeah, I have that. Because why not? Rambo and Spawn, those are two great kids' cartoons. Pretty sure Spawn was on like HBO. Yeah, or Showtime, one of the two. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, it was more Rambo, like a, I think, made it the Saturday morning run, and that was <laughs> that was confusing. And, and the toys, yeah. I mean, they had toys for Spawn, but they had little kid toys for uh, for Rambo. Yeah. Another thing about this game: not one button wee wee action. Yeah. I think time is represented pretty well as far as the character selection. However, I never really felt like I was playing someone that was from any sort of time period. There's too many future periods. There are. Absolutely. And there's no present. And then there's, I guess, four pasts, right? Well, Rancid is kind of the present. Yeah, he's the new postmodern, I believe, is his era, which is, was it 2028? Yeah. So we'll see him in a few years. Blade Runner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that background in his stage is completely ripped off of Blade Runner. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And it's 2024. I guess we should go through each character. Okay. Yeah. But let me just say this, because we're going to do a long show. And I wanted to bring up World Heroes uh, again. you have to endure this game, you're <laughs> yeah. going to endure this fucking show. Right. Of, of all the games to get the long show, well, Time Killers. Because we, I th- we are killing so much time. I think Time Killers has the best other games that were better than it that we've never <laughs> talked about and probably won't play on this show. So yeah. that's why I think we have some material here. As I was playing this, I think... This is more like World Heroes. It doesn't remind me of anything out of time. And World but there's Heroes, a clock in the beginning when you select clock. your characters. I think that clock was the most well-rendered thing in the entire game. <laughs> and I have that in my notes that it was. When you're at the selection screen, your characters are lined up across this uh, clock area. And in the background, it's sort of like a, if you cut an American football at the very tip of it, just a tip... And then you cut the end of that off. You're looking at this time tunnel in back of you through this, like, stone crick pond pathway, I guess you could call it, sort of rendered like that. And then when you pick your characters, bits of these giant stone things start flying into the vortex. And it's beautiful. Yeah. gorgeous. That and the backgrounds are two best things. The portals, when you beam in, aren't that bad either. It's just that you see your character coming out of here, you're like, why did it spit this garbage out? (laughs) There it ends. (laughs) The people working on it decided to quit after they saw what they were going to do with the Somebody scanned in a 12-year-old's Trapper Keeper doodles. (laughs) Exactly. That reminds me, uh, World Heroes by ADK, that series was buried under a pile of other unremarkable fighters, many also released by the same Neo Geo companies, and certainly eclipsed by Samurai Showdown and especially by the King of Fighters series, which I believe is out to King of Fighters 900, I think. King of Fighters, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we ruled on who the King of Fighters is already? Jesus. World Heroes 2, I have to talk about, came out in 1993. And I got to tell you that the character selection in World Heroes 2, I think, outwarriors the world warrior of Street Fighter 2. And, and maybe even all the Street Fighters. Because your cast of characters are just so diverse. And I think it's more time abstract than Time Killers actually is. I recommend you go seek that out and try to play it. Now, it is choppy, not as choppy as some games, but just the different diverse characters. You, I mean, you could be a football player uh, that is an actual great player. And, you know, these have the giant sprites that you were, would be used to in Neo Geo. This game doesn't have really huge sprites for um, coming out in 1992. So, go ahead. That's about all I have for this game. <laughs> you want to go through the characters that you can be in this game? Uh, yeah, briefly. 
All right, there's eight characters from eight different time periods. You have Rancid, who is like an 80s punk, but for some reason he's from the year 2024. He's a cyber punk. You're right. <laughs> Even he's though there's nothing cyber no. about a chainsaw. And he's carrying a cyberpunk. He's carrying a chainsaw, right? Yes. And it's, it's the not, goofiest it's looking chainsaw I ever saw. It looks more like a hedge trimmer than a chainsaw. Yeah. It looks like a box with a piece of tinfoil sticking out of it. We also have Orion from uh, 2885. From the New Gods. Yeah, he's, he look, He kind of looks like the cyborg comic book character mm-hmm. a little bit. He looks like the lead character from that one Genesis fighter. I want to go with Champions. Eternal or, Champions? Okay. Eternal Champions, that's okay. it. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot Eternal Champions 2 for the Sega CD. That would be another one to mention. It's another game that people bag on, but I loved it. I went through the game as every character, unlocked all the other characters, and your final finishing move would cut to a video, which, of course, was in the beautiful (laughs) Sega CD video quality that we're... Postage stamp. Yes, Mm -hmm. we all love. And that's where your fatalities would take place, so they would actually be CG rendered. And, you know, that's another game, I think is overlooked and maybe for a good reason i don't think so i the first one the cart based one yeah go ahead okay uh, there's also thug the caveman yeah who is like a large ape-like character he's much bigger than the rest of the characters in the game he sucks he's very slow well yeah <laughs> so frustrating. i'm very interested to know which character you guys played the most with i played um, everybody <laughs> Did you? Yes. I went on a rotation, but I ended up finishing it with Orion because his spam worked. Oh, Matrix. She yeah. was all right. She could do some good moves if you timed when they were going to land in their jumps. Another yeah. future character yeah. from the year 3297. She was basically the game's Dulcium. We are skipping ahead a bit, but because um, she had the one extending hand, even though it had no range, like <laughs> unlike Dulcium from Street Fighter. She had one uh, stretchy mechanical arm, and the other one had a lightsaber in it. The punk guy just punched with his one arm and then had the chainsaw on the other. Because this double arm thing comes into play here, and that's why I think that's why Stinky mentioned Tekken, because the controls are set up in such a way that they're sort of a combination of Tekken and Mortal Kombat. Your middle button is not a block, it's your head button, of course. Or it could be on top of it, depended on on how the the table, uh, depended on how the cabinet was laid out. And then you had a left arm and a right arm button, and you had a left foot and a right foot button. And then, right. like I said, the head in the middle. Like we touched on Bushido Blade, you can lose an arm mm-hmm. or a leg, and then hitting that button just sort of makes <laughs> blood spit out of that wound. Yeah. And it's funny because um, your body will go to try to do whatever move you could do with that second arm, and nothing <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. yeah, Just trying to hit him with a stump. Hitting head after you lose your head does nothing because that ends the match. Did you fight people that didn't have any arms? I definitely took it's some arms just off. Just a flesh wound. I lost yeah. two once. Yeah, it's so funny because even yeah. like you could almost get beaten by the other character even when they don't have any arms. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Once you get down to low life, you might as well just fucking die because yeah. this game is almost impossible to come back from with low life. It gets so cheap. And then Orion had, did he have two lightsabers or just, oh, I know. He had the force in one hand and then he had the like lightsaber, lightsaber in the other. Sword, yeah. And then uh, Matrix had one stretchy bionic commando arm. Uh, right. They just punched, and then their other hand had the lightsaber. What is his name? Ugg? Thug. 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 Oh, yeah, Bone Thugs in Disharmony. His one arm scratched. He scratched right. at you. And then and the other stone arm. axe on the yeah, other. Yeah, stone axe. Yeah. There's also Lord Wolf, who will annoy you with Excalibur! Excalibur! 
Because he keeps saying Excalibur every time he swings it. Now, so he's like a Pokemon. That's the only word he knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh he also God. only knows a, a four wild moves. Lord Wolf appears. I yeah. I walked out on that movie. I was like, oh my God. They just get pokey, 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 pokey. Uh, yeah. what, you could, you couldn't understand them? You should have gone to the subtitled version. <laughs> I almost walked out on uh, Wally if Chiz didn't like it. Wally, Wally, Eve, Eve, Wally, Wally. Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> You're a robot! Talk with words! <laughs> you mean someone programs this robot that can do all this shit and all I can say is his name? <sighs> Sorry. There's also Leif Erikson, the Viking. Yeah. Life, I believe they pronounced yeah, they it pronounce in game, it. which made no sense. <laughs> well, yeah, did they call it life? Can we yeah, go back? Uh, he was also a big fan of Odin. I mean, yeah. like uh, Lord Wolf, that was the right. only thing he could yell. Odin! <laughs> Odin! <laughs> Voice sampling was all done by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> It was repetitive Steve and Ritchie, irritating. I think. Even Steve for Ritchie. Matrix, the one female character, same guy. <laughs> yeah, same dude. I wanted to just bring up Wolf. Why is King Arthur German? That's why I wanted. Why to is King Ar- <laughs> is King Arthur German? Why is Lord Wolf fucking um, Don Quixote? Because that's who he looks like. <laughs> or that? Yeah, he's in an armor a knight. His castle is the background, which I thought that was a really neat rendered background too, with the parallax and one parts on fire. There's no cows. They shoot off a catapult, but it might as well have been. And I don't know why he didn't say it's just a flesh wound. Uh, that would have been at least funny. But he does say Excalibur. And um, the only other thing I want to say about him is when you cut off his one arm, he's pretty vulnerable. He has the sword in his main arm. But I found that if you cut off his one arm, he's sort of like, you know, he doesn't like it. <laughs> No. He doesn't like it. Pro player Tim, he doesn't like having his armor moved. Yeah, well, he usually holds the sword with two hands, so that could be the problem. Ah. I think he he loses his spin when you lose an arm, and that was his only redeeming move, really. Gotcha. See, we have so much to talk about with this game, although you never want to play it. No, do not play this game. (laughs) We're basically working through our trauma here. This is a a support group. (laughs) It's therapy. And it's funny because Chris mentioned how uh, you need therapy after playing this game. Now, was it because it had shitty controls or because even though it's animated, the pulsating limbs and things that you cut off and the blood spurting out of the the bone marrow, the lose screens where you're just a a neck thump. I I, I actually I love that. That was amazing. That was the the best feature of this game. If you lose by decapitation, your continue screen has no head. And it's great. You know, when they show you two players uh, faces usually and one's usually beat up well like you said if you're decapitated it's just this <laughs> fucking stump <laughs> stump with a bone sticking out yeah. yep. um where your head should be but no the, the therapy is because yes both of those yeah man mostly it, because it could have been much better animation of all these bloody stumps but i got that way too sort of like toilet kids when they talked about that on uh pick it a buck at the end of the day it's just just a bunch of shit all the time and this is not only a bunch of shit but it's you're really dismembering people it's a lot of effort for a cash-in too yeah it's clearly a cash-in to take uh, part in the violent fighting craze at the time it it came out almost exactly a month after mortal Kombat, and you can tell by the effort that seems to have been put into it right and maybe those backgrounds were pulled from other things they were working on, which is why they look a little <laughs> right. more fleshed out thinking. than everything else. That's what I was thinking, too. The last two characters that you yeah. can play as, and these are the two characters that I played the most as, were um, Musashi, which is a samurai. And he, he is was hot. I just garbage. liked his, 
I thought it was uh, all hot garbage. I thought he was quick. That's why I kept he using was, He was quick, but his lack of range really did not help me at all. He was a I jumper. I sucked with everybody. I had the most <laughs> success with him and Mantaz. That and his moveset is one of the ones that's based on mashing the buttons, which might have helped. <laughs> Hit the buttons. That was my strategy. Right. Yeah, flail. That was the move list that I found. It's just flail on the buttons. He was the only character that had two swords, though. So uh, yes. he was kind of neat. Mantaz is a mutant praying mantis from the year 4002 for whatever fucking reason but i loved his move set i like it's a girl her yeah Uh uh-huh see that would explain the purple gendered coloring of course she is the queen of a race of unknown origin from the far future of the year 4002 a.d i'll tell you the origin the horde in the x-men comics yeah She fights with razor claws. So, yeah, those are the two characters I played the most of. She also had uh, eye beams or something, so Mm. you could actually get some distance here and there. But she had the most interesting moveset to me with the flips into the blade cutty. And we forgot about the other projectiles. Uh, Thug spits a green ball at you. Excalibur guy puts his sword by his crotch and then shoots an electro wad at you. And one of my favorite moves that I love to do, and it usually was successful, was with Razor or Blazer or whatever that... Rancid. Rancid, Rancid. yeah, that's it. He could do this one move where he he lays on the floor and he allows his chainsaw blade to move him like like an electronic wheelchair across the, the bottom of the floor and he just goes across the bottom of the screen and He's a strange character because when he wins, he makes a kissy face at you, and he has what appears to be a swastika in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, people. Had oh, I, I didn't notice the swastika. But. It's an X, but people had said it's like Charles Manson's swastika. Well, yeah, actually, his character background. I found character backgrounds. They're like. <laughs> There is lore for this game. <laughs> Apparently, he was a serial killer and the murders went unsolved or some nonsense. Yeah, I had to look up the game fact just so I could figure out how to do a fucking finishing moves. Ditto. Yeah, that's yeah. where I found them. I love the fact that they're not just like solid years. Like, <laughs> Mantaz is from the year 4002. Yeah. And then the non playable boss is uh, Death, who looks like a fucking Thundercat. And will kill you in three hits. Yes. Oh my god, how cheap is he? He does this one spin kick that takes half your life. I was fighting him for at least 40 minutes. And what the, the, Now, everybody played this on MAME, correct? Yeah. Yes. Nobody found this cabinet out in the wild, but what I'm saying is nobody played on the Genesis. I have played the cabinet in the past, however. This was like an urban legend when I was a kid, and then oh. one time at Hershey Park, of all places... <laughs> The arcade near, yeah, the arcade near our campground had it, and I had enough for one game, and it lasted about 30 seconds, and I was, why did this even happen? You could turn violence off with the dip switches. Which, oh, great. Here's what they consider violence. You can still chop everybody's limbs off, <laughs> uh, blood squirting out of them everywhere. You just can't do the five-button move where you dissect them into uh, five different parts, or six <laughs> different parts. That's, that's so, really turning the violence off. The reason I I ask about how you guys played is because for me, there were so many things about this game that were terrible and so many things that were just absolutely egregious. But the thing that stood out for me being the most egregious was the fact that the default settings for this game on MAME were 50 cents per credit. Yeah. Very the fact that this fucking game charged you 50 cents to play it, I, I have no idea why, but it just infuriated me <laughs> that I had to put two credits, two coi- two virtual coins in to get one credit. And you well, will. That was the style at that point. That was when the 50 cent revolution yes, was beginning. 
for Mortal Kombat and everything else. And this Street game Fighter. should have paid me to play. <laughs> exactly. I think the only other redeeming characteristic, I'm not going to say part of this game, I'm going to say characteristic of this game, is that if you were good with one character, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck would do this, but if you were, <laughs> that's what I mean, it's a characteristic that I would have liked to see in more fighting games. If you were good at one character, at the uh, level select screen, which you had no control over, you would actually be able to change which character you were before in the game. You didn't have to die to change a new character. So at any point after you won, you'd be able to pick a new character. So if you did want to see the one picture end screen for each of these characters with word blurb over it and a picture of the sky, you would be able to switch right before death or during death. Or if you could get past death, then I'll, I'll give you $30. All right, you owe me $30. <laughs> Oh, did you? <laughs> From the fact I read that you have to kill death with the five button move. Oh, I didn't anyway. do that. No. What? How did that? How did you win? I just kicked him a lot. Okay, because it said again. I played Orion for about forty minutes until <laughs> something worked, and he didn't block everything that I threw at him. <laughs> I hear you. I quit before I could do that. It was yeah. uh, it was too rough. Spoilers: Orion goes back to space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To be, I, I did love his stage, though. His was my favorite because you're on the ship and he's got like the mounted trophies, kind of like the Predator, but not nearly as well laid out. Did you notice it's a, a big a spoiler in there, a big, big secret? There was a, actually a rooster head on the back trophy wall. Oh, I didn't notice that. That was for the Time Killers versus Flicky when that came out. Really? That bombed. That did bomb. Now, I was trying to refer to the alien head mounted on the trophy wall of the predator ship anybody any danny glover danny glover fucking voodoo magic man predator 2 was the better movie it was great when orion gets killed or does his uh, finishing pose he'll float up in the air but if you kill him without dismembering him too much uh, chopping all his parts off his body will float uh, sometimes off the screen yeah yeah i love that and i also love the fact that you'll do your victory pose even if you don't have your arm (laughs) (laughs) You're still happy about it. And the only other thing I want to mention is I've never seen anybody's face so disturbingly happy. After you're killed, you either have a head or you don't, and you put another 50 cents in, and then your face is all beat up. Once you choose to restart as that person, all of a sudden, you are like, you just hit the fucking lottery. Your face is more smiley than any game I've ever seen in my life. You're so happy. They're just happy you gave them more money and have not given (laughs) up on this. That's what it is. So this game sounds fucking awesome. Why is it so terrible? Visually, it's unappealing as far as the characters are concerned. It controls like garbage. That's it, yeah. The characters are uninteresting. There's no real overarching plot. There's nothing. Yes, there is. You're traveling through time to become (laughs) immortal, Chris. Meh. Yeah, I think it's really cheap. I think the moves are hard to pull off. I think the five-button thing is just ridiculous. I like the idea of the five-button thing. You can see what they were thinking. You know, individual control of each body part. (laughs) But it's absolutely not practical at all for a fighting game. It's hard to press. It's like, remember, uh, Wiggly, we've talked about that um, Popeye puppet that you could play with for a quarter. He was in the glass container. Yeah. So you take that mechanic, but you make it a fighting game. (laughs) Because with that, you could hit the button and move his hand, move his head, move his legs. So it's like that, only as a fighting game. I feel like the Popeye puppet could have done more damage to something, too. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Popeye puppet was definitely more fun. It was really yes. scary when he'd smash the fucking glass yeah. there and get shards <laughs> of glass in your face. You're like, I'm five. What's the matter, Popeye? He when, ate a when, when he fucked Bluto's brainstem, it really was just so disturbing for me. Yeah, that was. I hated that part. But at least my version had spit coming out of his body instead of the blood. Yeah. I think the fact that your specialty moves, you know, like what would be considered a, a sweep move or something like that, I think they're, you have to get a game fact to figure out what the fuck the moves are in here. And they're completely unremarkable. I would recommend trying this uh, the first no. level. Yeah, I would. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I would you recommend to. watching a YouTube video of or this. That. Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Or that. Well, it's kind of like eating something bitter just to feel like the rest of the world is that much sweeter. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I mean, because I think it sounds interesting, and I think you could beat the first person. From there on, the difficulty, like, ramps up insanely. And there is no strategy to this except figuring out what one move no. you can do through the entire stage to defeat that particular person and remember that blocking is split between high and low it's yeah, one of it's... the earliest games to do that mortal Kombat did it as well but you yeah. got to keep that in mind even though it's kind of hard to tell with most of the moves where they're actually going to land and they do jump around a lot and well we mentioned incredibly cheap if you are some sort of masochist and you do play this game and enjoy it i got great news for you there was also a sequel or a semi-sequel <laughs> bloodstorm uh, if right. that came out in 1994, it is equally garbage. Yeah, I did not realize those were related. Oh my! Barely, there barely you related. Okay, uh, you guys went really long. Who cares? Thank you. I thought you fell asleep. I did. I woke up uh, smelling salts. Gotcha. What's your movie tagline? You know, we we have these movie taglines, sort of like "Summer of Stink." Nobody escapes the summer of stink, as if the game was a movie. What would you? Yeah, do? I got gotcha, you. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'll go first. Time Killers. Excalibur. Or Odin. Only one can win. I'd go to see that movie. It's supposed to be like there can be only one. You know? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, shut the I, fuck I, up. I would watch Odin fight King <laughs> Excalibur. Arthur. Excalibur? Yeah. Yeah, I would watch Odin fight a sword. A despised <laughs> sword. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Floating around sword fighting Odin. <laughs> Yeah, his spear, eight-legged horse, everything's going on here. But, you know, his Excalibur could shoot those uh, lightning bolt jisms. So. I think Odin can handle lightning. His son was Thor, I mean. He was a thunder god, too, wasn't he? Uh, Tangentially? Uh, who the fuck yeah. cares? <laughs> What's your movie name? My tagline is, Time Killers, a cut below the rest. Oh! <laughs> it's really good. It's pretty good. I, I don't think I can... Uh follow up against Al- that yeah, alternatively pro- uh yeah. time killers thank you for getting tattoo assassins killed in the womb because <laughs> without time killers coming out i don't think data east would have given up on tattoo assassins another mortal Kombat knockoff that yeah. was not released in 1994 because somebody actually knew better <laughs> <laughs> it, that's surprising from data east too yeah <laughs> yeah so what you got kyle Time killers. Everyone's a loser, especially the audience. <laughs> that isn't too bad, actually. All right, Stinky, what's our clue for next? Uh, hey, n- good news. Next week's the last week of Summer of Stink. Fuck, oh, thank God. But I do love the poster. I'll give my clue. It's another summer blockbuster. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> it's that big summer blockbuster. The comic book movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the closest 
Yeah. I think that's the closest to a summer blockbuster you've probably named. A movie based on a comic book. Okay, can't wait to find out what great comic book, because everyone knows comic book-based video games are fantastic. Hey, Summer Stink, don't forget. Summer Stink by Spike Jones. Go to We Talk Games and at We Talk Games and, uh, and also at Chris. At Strict Machine. That's right. Now, what does that mean, Strict Machine? It is actually a song by the artist Goldfrap. Goldfrap? Uh, throw an R, <laughs> throw an R in there, and an extra P, and you're good to go. Oh, gold fapper! All right, exactly. let's right wrap this fucking show up. Uh, everybody, hey, don't be a jerk all the time, and we'll hopefully have you back in your earballs uh, next week. Uh, Stop don't be threatening us. <laughs> don't be a jerk all the time. We hope you like us. Bye bye. No, no, David. This is what you want. This is the only way that you're going to believe me. You ready? century's version of hell, eh, Blake? Is this a hallucination? And this must be Banner the Warlock. Well, all in good time. First things first. What are you doing? Thirsty. What are you doing? I'm thirsty. Don't let him touch the Stop him! He'll wreck everything, God! Make him stop! You maniac! Hold it for a second! Drink! Is there nothing to drink in this alchemist's den? I seriously doubt it. I must not lose control. David, he did he, He's harmless. Is he praying? He is praying. David, it's okay. Go away. Leave me alone, please. You just don't understand. You don't know what could happen. Please. Go away. Don't push him. Leave you be. Sounds Stop like it. insult and hospitality. What are you doing, an insult jerk? is something I can always understand. Don't make me angry. He's braver than I thought, Blake. Stop it, damn it! Leave me. Ah.